Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. It's 135 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca, where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 48 years starting in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza still making it great. As promised, uh, we're going to uh, talk, uh, hook up with Derek Laxtall, who's the head coach of the Texas Stars. He's also the last man to coach a WHL team to a Memorial Cup championship. The Edmonton Oil Kings uh, 2014 team, the only Western Hockey League team in the last 10 years to win the Memorial Cup. Derek Laxdahl is now coaching for a Calder Cup. Derek, long time no talk. How you doing? Not too bad, Bob. How are you this afternoon? Uh, not bad. It's uh, It's been an interesting week, uh, actually, on the junior front. Uh, Saskatoon Blades, in about 25 minutes, are uh, going to announce uh, a head coach. They've had a few of them uh, over the last few years. Uh, as you know, there was a change in Edmonton. Steve Hamilton, who was one of your assistants for a number of years, uh, uh, let go on uh, Monday. Randy Hanch moving on to the National Hockey League. Do you still keep an eye? I know you're immersed in all things that are Dallas Stars and Texas Stars and NHL and A and call-ups and that sort of thing, but you're a former WHL player and a WHL head coach. You still keep an eye on the league? Yeah, I, I keep track on it, uh, Bob. I'll be honest with you, I probably check the websites every day. I like to keep tabs on the players, uh, you know, going, coming through the teams and the systems. And, and I always have, a, you know, uh, the Edmonton Oakland have always have a heart uh, spot in my heart, so I, I check them every day. And it was uh, unfortunate news here on Monday. And I know there's some more bad news with our statistician with Steve Blewett passing away on yes. Saturday also, so it it was a tough weekend for the uh, for for the uh, Oil Kings. I know you uh, spoke uh, a bit on this topic last night with Dean Millard on the other station, but just to, if you could maybe uh, shed shed some light and uh, and tell us a, a bit about Steve and your connection to him during your time at Edmonton. Well, S- Steve came to us through uh, Steve Hamilton. I, I, I believe he'd worked with uh, Hammy's dad back when uh, Al Hamilton was coaching. I think Sherwood Park, I believe, one yep. one junior team. And he was doing all these uh, analytics by hand uh, all these years for the coaches. And, and Steve brought him on, I think it was probably our second or third year with the Oil Kings. And some of the work that he did during the game and running down in between periods and giving us the stats on face-off hits, block shots, whatever it was, it was unbelievable. And 
he would do it all by hand with a pencil, and he had three different sheets, and he would uh, amalgamate it all together, and then he would put it and bring it down after the game, and it was incredible. Um, and it, uh, I, I had a chance to still stay in contact with Steve the last four years. He, he'd always wanted to get down to Texas and watch us play down here, and, and he never made it, obviously, with the, with the illness. But uh, it was very sad to see him pass away. And uh, he, was, uh, he was one of those... Uh, uh, great assets behind the scenes that we had with the Evans Oil Kings with that great run we had for three years. He was, uh, he'll be sorely missed in the community. Um, I know he was a huge, uh, uh, baseball umpire with minor league baseball. So, uh, he was, uh, he just, he had a huge passion for sports and for kids and, uh, he will be sorely missed. Uh, well, uh, well stated by you on that front. Uh, we're joined by Derek Laxdahl, the head coach of the Texas Stars. They're on to the, um, uh, Calder Cup final uh, a year ago. Uh, Todd Nelson's team in uh, Grand Rapids won that championship. You have an opportunity uh, to do that as well. Uh, and Carl Taylor uh, working on your uh, staff as an assistant coach. He worked with Craig McTavish, the one-year MACT coach in Vancouver's organization, the Chicago in the American Hockey League. Um, you guys have a, a real, I'm just taking a look at your team here, you got a, a pretty unique uh, balance of some quality veterans and some, uh, you know, some rising prospects for Jim Nill's Dallas Stars. Well, you know, Bob, it, um, the one thing about this group is uh, we're, we're not, we're, I kind of compare us, we're like a, a 1966 Mustang that's half finished. You know, a little bit of spit and polish, we look pretty good. And uh, we're going up against, you know, 2018 Corvette highly souped up so uh, it's going to be an interesting car show if you want to put it in, in kind of texas terms but our group of players has been uh, right from day one we knew we had a special group uh we knew we weren't the most talented and we knew if we could mold them to the way we wanted to get them to buy in to what we're trying to sell as coaches it, it didn't take a lot of selling um so for us that uh, we knew at that point in time go boy this group's special and uh, when we got into the first round we got a couple players back from dallas remy Elliott was up the whole year yep uh, he came back, and he was a, he's a big piece. Uh, Rupi Hintz has had a great playoff. He's a young Finn, can absolutely fly. He scored the overtime winner the other night to knock out Rockford. And then we've got some good young pro- uh, Jason Dickinson, who you remember was with Guelph when we beat them in the Memorial Cup final. Yep. He's, uh, he'll probably be a full-time Dallas star next year. He's had an outstanding playoff. And some of our free agents, we have Sheldon Drys from Western Michigan, and we had him in Traverse City. And we knew when we saw him and another young player of the Quebec League, Samuel LaBerge, these guys are motors. These guys, they, they get your team going. And I think Drysy ended up with 19 goals as a rookie. He's got seven in the playoffs. So uh, I, I think he's going to end up burning himself an NHL contract with the Dallas Stars here in the future. Uh, and then Sam LeBurge is just, he's almost like uh, a Roussel for the Dallas Stars. He just goes 100 miles an hour and brings that relentless energy. So almost like uh, Bertolucci and Mad Zeller that we had for our team with the Oak Kings, they could just grind teams down. Um, now, that being said, we're going up against a team that's highly skilled, has great speed, has got a great goaltender, they defend well, and I think it makes for a great story and it'll make for a great series. You've got a guy, uh, Travis Morin, who has been in Texas for nine years, uh, in, which is an eternity in the American Hockey League. Like That used to happen back in the 60s when there's only six NHL teams, but now for a, a, a he's 33 years of age, Nine seasons where he's basically been a first-line forward. Uh, 
and you've got a couple other pretty good Curtis McKenzie who fought Darnell Nurse a couple he's a couple years ago. He's a very experienced player. Justin Dowling played in Western Hockey League, and then Brian Flynn as well, who spent a fair amount of NHL uh, time. So it obviously helps to have players of that ilk uh, that have got that veteran savvy experience. I mean, Flynn is a guy that has been, uh, you know, less than a year ago was playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Well, I did, uh, to, uh, an interesting story before we get into those guys, Bob. Uh, when I was coaching the Idaho Steelheads, the first year they had the Texas Stars, that was our affiliate. I came up to watch camp, and they went through the first scrimmage. I came into the room with Glenn Gallison and uh, Paul, my, or Paul Gerard. I said, who is this Travis Moore? And I go, he can't skate. Yeah. I go, how does he? And he's on the trial. So, he had, so that uh, story being told, he, he's still here. It's nine years later. Uh, I think he's uh, he's been to three called the Cup finals. This will be his third one. There's a, that's a player that came out of Mankato University, uh, played one year in the uh, ECHL, and then he was drafted by Washington. But high-end hockey IQ, got a passion for the game. When he steps on the ice for practice, it's all business. And, uh, you know, he's been, in, uh, he's been the, uh, the face of this organization for nine years. And uh, this year, I think he ended up in the top 15 scoring at American Hockey League. Again, we backed off some of his ice time, but... He keeps on producing, and he keeps proving you wrong. And uh, we, we feel that he may have another year or two left in him. And if you look at the other veterans we've got, you know, Justin Dowling, who was in the Western Hockey League, he's been a big part of our, our uh, success in the playoffs. He's really taken a step in his game, playing the physical, you know, battling through some physical games, physical series. Uh, another guy, you know, Dylan Hetherington, so Swift Kurt, who's been an absolute yeah. stud. Brett Regner, the former Vancouver So it's two defensemen. Two, de- two defensemen, right? Two experienced D-men. Two experienced D-men, they, they get the, they're our shutdown pair, and they get the job done. And then Flinter, Flinter was with Montreal the last five years, and you know, five six minute uh, guy game for Montreal, but his experience and, and his uh, poise in the draft field was just uh, he's been uh, unbelievable. He's just he, he's a guy that he's not a flashy player, but he just gets the job done, and he kind of exemplifies who we are. He just kind of goes about his business, and at the end of the day, he's successful. So. Uh, you know, we've got a great group of veterans around a great group of rookies, and uh, there's a there's a great balance in our dressing. But the one thing, Bob, that really ties it all together is in that room they're a family. Like they're, I can't say, I can't even think of a negative thing of one player. It's just they're they're that close, and I think that's half the battle. Tell me this, Mike McKenna's 35 years of age. Because Landon Bow, uh, who was, you know, I, I know the U of A was looking at like three years ago or whatever, four years ago. Uh, he got the majority of the work during the regular season. I mean, McKenna's up there. He's had a couple pinch-hitting opportunities and had a, you know, a 15-game run with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Got in a couple games at Dallas this year. I mean, all he's got so far is a 940 save percentage. A lot of coaches look pretty good, Derek, with a 940 save percentage. Well, Bob, you know, in the days of the Oak Kings there, the three years that we had the good run, we had outstanding goaltending. And, you know, you can't win in any league unless you have goaltending. And uh, Mike and, and Bozy, Bozy came in as a, as a development guy, and Mike was the veteran guy to come in and help. And those guys have, have done a great job. Uh, Bozy had a great year. He took some huge strides. Uh, Jim Bedard, our goalie coach, has done a great job uh, with the goaltenders. And then Mike got called up a few times, and Bozy stepped right in. And he ran with the ball. He did a great job. And, and down the stretch, I think Mike was up for the last three weeks when Ben Bishop was out. And, and uh, Bozy got us in the playoffs. He had some outstanding games. There was, a, there was a game in Tucson where he stopped 45 shots. I think we won 3-1 or something. Then the next night, we beat him in overtime. He stopped another 50. And we were pretty depleted, but uh, he had some outstanding performances. But going into the playoffs, Mike was Mike was so hot that there was no way we couldn't uh, ride him. And... Uh, 
It's interesting. In game two against Ontario, the first round, uh, we lost 5-1 with two empty net goals. So I started uh, Landon Bowl, and we still weren't sure which guy we were going to run with. We were just kind of giving him a game here and a game there. Started Landon Bowl in Ontario. We were down 3-1, uh, the best of five in, in, the, in the game there. We battled back to make a 3-3 in the game, and then the fourth goal was kind of weak, so I pulled Bozy, and I put Mike in. We tied it up, and then he went on in overtime to stop, I think, in the second or the end of the second, third, and two overtime periods, 47 shots. We won in overtime, and then the next game to close out the series, I think he stopped 48 shots. So he stopped 92 and 92 shots in a game and a half. It's pretty good work. Hey, i got to ask you this. I mentioned Curtis McKenzie. He's an unrestricted free agent this year. He has spent uh, you know, a fair amount of time in the NHL. Do you think he can play in the NHL as a fourth-liner? I, I think Macker can play in the NHL as a fourth-liner. But what he brings to a team is he brings energy. Uh, he can grind He can grind it out down low. Um, the one thing for Macker is he just, you know, he's got to get up there and, and find that role. I think... Uh, you know, he didn't really get a he got a chance early on in, in Dallas year, and they didn't use him, so they sent him through waivers. And you know, he was named our captain right off the hop. He's been an outstanding leader. You're not going to find a better leader, but I believe that he, uh, in the right circumstance, in the right team with the right depth, he can give you some outstanding minutes and uh, be a great uh, a great. You know, he could be that glue guy in your dressing room, which I think would be uh, outstanding. Bit like Matt Henricks, maybe. Like he's had sort of a, I mean, an NCAA guy. You know, he's he's bounced back and forth and had to earn it a bit. You know, and it didn't well, happen I, for Henricks until he got into his late twenties. Yeah, well, and, and Macker Macker's going to play a different game up there than he is in, in American hockey. Down here, he gets power play time, he gets right. kill time. He's not going to get the same minutes up in the NHL, so that's going to allow him to have more energy on the ice time he gets. He's probably going to get a six, seven to ten minutes a game. And uh, he would be able to definitely do that in, in the NHL. So it's going to be interesting for him this year. Obviously, uh, he's had another great playoff run. Yep. He got rookie of the year, the, the year they won in 2014. So um, I, I think there's going to be some opportunity with another organization if, if Dallas doesn't sign him again. What happened with Mark McNeil? I mean, you guys moved um, on. Just, just not a, didn't work out there? Or well, we had, uh, we had eight vets, Bob. And yep. uh, the vets that are in our lineup right now, McKenzie, Morin, uh, Flynn, Regner, uh, Bodder Chuck, it was just uh, Dowling. It was really tough to get him in the lineup. Wow. We were rotating eight vets, um, so we wow. just he just couldn't bump those guys out of a spot. And then Greg Rallo, who's been an absolute blue guy for this organization here over the years, is here. He's not even playing, so uh, we we got a chance to move him on to get him playing. And I, I believe he finished pretty well in Milwaukee. I know he scored a couple goals against us one night, but um, he was very happy to get the opportunity yeah. to move on. And I'm not sure what uh, he's doing next year, but. Um, for me, I just didn't think Mark's gotten back to his game that he had to do. just hasn't taken that step, and that, that would be something he'd have to focus on yeah. and continue to work on. It's like he got off on the wrong foot from day one with Joel Quenville in uh, in Chicago. I mean, he had, a, he had a couple. He was an all-star one year in the American Hockey League, but he just he, he's, it looks like he's regressed the last couple of years. I wonder if he ends up in Europe. Uh, we're joined uh, right now by former Edmonton Oil Kings head coach, the head coach of the Texas Stars, uh, Derek Laxdahl, uh, who has done a great job working for Jim Nill. Let me ask you this, uh, and I know you got a uh, – is it Scott White? Is that the assistant GM there? Yeah, Scott White is the assistant GM in Dallas, and he's the main guy. Yeah, for you. Um, that I deal with. Yeah, he's my boss that I deal with, and, and he's I dealt with him when I was the head coach in Idaho. So uh, he's the main man here. Tell me, uh, do you? I mean, how much? You guys got eight. You had eight veterans at one point. Are you given full license in terms of who you play, or is there sort of you know enough conversation between you and Scott that you know who you have to play on a game by game basis? 
Well, that's, you know, what's uh, probably early in the season. We have to make sure that everybody gets equal playing time. And, and a part of my job is to develop prospects for the Dallas Stars. I think we've got 14 guys now over the three years that are now playing with Dallas, and there's more coming. Um, but there, at certain times of the year, like now that we're in the uh, the conference final last week, I actually sat out Dennis Guerrero off the first rounder from a couple of years ago. Wow. Just it was too rich for him. Um, so right now, um, obviously, I'm making a call, but I, I will. I'm I'm, I'm uh, professional about it. I'm, I'm political about it. I make sure I ask the right people and and get their input and make sure that they're aware of it. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all in it for one reason to try and develop players for the Dallas Stars. But when you get this close to winning a championship, sometimes you have to make those tough decisions, and and uh, not only for the player but for the dressing room too. Because if a player is getting too much opportunity, you know what the uh, the room picks up on that pretty quick. Derek, we appreciate uh, the honesty, uh, uh, very uh, excellent uh, uh, perspective on, on lots of different things. Uh, and uh, I, I think I'm getting the sense already in the text line, people can pick up your energy and they want to wish you the best of luck in the Calder Cup final. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, say hi to all the uh, Oil King fans out there. And uh, obviously, uh, they, I know they've got a bright future. But uh, I'm always thinking about them, and uh, have a great summer, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, excellent stuff. That is Derek Laxall, the head coach of the Texas Stars. 151 in Edmonton. Uh, portions of Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you and received two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases. Pretty memorable this day in Oilers history when we come back. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 153 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Ulrich with you. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on River Cruise in Europe for 2018, visit New West Travel. they got great rates on fabulous cruises. May 30th, 1985, the Edmonton Oilers win the Stanley Cup in five games. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers 8-3. Lit them up. Lit them up. There was a play made in that game where Gretzky cuts from his right to his left, um, just inside the Flyers' blue line, then drops one back on his backhand to an onrushing Paul Coffey, who rips one home. It was a thing of absolute beauty. Uh, I think Barry Fraser's still mad at Mike Keenan. Still mad at Mike Keenan because of what happened at the end of the game involving Don Jackson, Dave Brown, and Brad Marsh. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New S Travel. Travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, and golf packages. Employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New S Travel. 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Uh, did you see Magnus Piarvi, the Ottawa Senators have announced? Signed to a one-year extension, $900,000. Interesting. Inter- uh-huh. Another one off the list for the Oilers? I would look at McKenzie from Dallas. I'll tell you that okay. right now. I think he can play as a fourth-line left wing in the NHL and give you a little bit of uh, sandpaper and bite and do lots of different things for you. I think he's a bit like Matt Hendricks, and I think that the Oilers could use a... I know people are worried about speed, and that's why they like the PRV thing. Others might say, no, Edmonton needs to keep Kajula on the fourth line. For what it's worth. Uh, 
text from Jesus Epstein's mother keeps texting the show. Uh, Epstein's mother says, uh, Bob, uh, do you have Joe Valino in your Stafford top 11 or top 12? Well, you'll have to wait tomorrow. I will tell you this. For the top 12, I'll, I'll put out a top 12 tomorrow morning for the draft as we're heading off the combine. I will tell you point blank right now, Joe Valino will not be in my top 12. Okay? Just, hey, we're all out to have opinions. Thank you to all of you who participated in the interactive element of Oilers Now. Uh, See, I think he'll go in the top 10, Bob. You think Valeno... Just because he's a center. You think Valeno will go in the top 10? Yeah, some team is going to step up and take a center. Okay. Do you want to make a little wager on that? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Okay. Or can I have Valeno and... uh, Hayton as well? Listen, no. Those are the top two center. Or you have Hayton in your top 10? I have him in my top 12. Okay. Well, I have a top 12. I'm not giving away the farm with a top 10. Okay, there's, well, I, there's I like say eight one or of those nine two. guys, and then there's one or... So. I'll bet you a pizza that one of those two and a beer that no, 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 uh, no, no, one no, of those no, two no, goes you, in the top you 10. You said Valeno. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Valeno's not going in the top 10. Okay. <laughs> He's not going on the top. Well, team. I just I'm more looking at it as you some team will want to take Valeno, a center. Okay. Stick to Valeno. Okay, if we'll go Valeno then. Okay, but jump in any time. Tomorrow <laughs> on Oilers Now, uh, Louis DeBrusque will join Brendan Ulrich. I'll be on the bird flying to uh, Buffalo with Jack Michaels, uh, Mark Siampa. Boy, a, a, a re uh, reupholstered uh, Oilers web team moving forward. Uh, so uh, we'll try to have some fun in Buffalo if that is possible. Actually, it's quite a nice city at this time of the year. Uh, you got Louie in. I think I'm doing a hit with you. Who else you got lined up yet? Working on uh, someone from the Combine. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, good Maybe luck. we'll get the new uh, Saskatoon coach on, too. All right. Mitch Love? Yes. All right. What happened to Serge going there? Wasn't that a rumor? It was. Yeah. Uh, my guess is there's other organizations currently looking at Serge Lajoie, for what it's worth. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying just Edmonton. Off to a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody from Oilers Now.